This is JFM Podcast. A very pleasant evening to you. Welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM here in Jos. My name is Ponsag Fanab. This is hoping you're having a very good, you know, Tuesday uh, evening. Today is the 18th month of May 2021 and we're so blessed, you know, to uh, have all of you uh, here. Well, Akwami Akinyode is right here. Good evening and how is the going? Uh, very good. Uh, not so good at the same time, especially when you follow the narrative of what is going on in Kaduna State in the last 48 hours. Uh, in 2010, I was, you know, privileged to, uh, you know, cover the Occupy Niger protest at the Ghanifai Army Freedom Park in Ojota in Lagos as an intern at Choice FM Radio Nigeria in Ikeja, Lagos. And, um, I saw the role that the then ACN chairman, uh, John Oyegun, Dino Melai, and of course the present governor of Kaduna State, uh, you know, Adam Sushomole, Tinubu, and all of that. I saw the role they played, uh, you know, in the, during when uh, the former president, Gulo Jonathan, removed the subsidy in 2010, mm. February to be precise. And I, I think saw. It was in January. January, yeah, January into February. Yeah. And I saw how, uh, you know, there was, there was a national lockdown. That was like the mother of all protests. I think the last time I saw a protest that deep was in 2002 when, you know, under President or former President Olusha Gombasanjo, when Adam Zushomole was still the leader of the Nigeria Labour Congress. And I saw the role that Erufai played. I saw, I mean, all over the social media since yesterday, we've been seeing a series of tweets in, since, in 2012. I've been seeing that the NLC should not be witch hunted, the NLC should not be, you know, cracked down. People have the right to protest. And Take it back to 2021. Uh, it's a different ball game. 21,000 people sacked. You said you brought back 25,000. Now you you sacked level 14 under level 14 of his nurses. And I mean, one thing that comes to my mind is this. Uh, truly, when they say power corrupt and absolute power corrupt, absolutely, then I think I understand what happened. When he was the FCT minister also, you know, there were issues being raised as regards, you know, properties being demolished or properties of people not loyal to him or not loyal to the then president. And look at exactly what is playing out in Cardinal State. Uh, Cardinal State has not had it good in the last maybe few months. There's been a series of kidnap, uh, you know, at the Greenfield University, the uh, Federal Government School of uh, Forestry, they've still not been rescued. And look at what is happening right now. You came out to say you're declaring the chairman of the Nigeria Labour Congress, uh, Ayuba Waba, comrade Ayuba Waba, you're declaring him wanted and anyone that knows where he is. I mean, and next thing, people came out to protest and I saw videos. I was I was at a quick event this afternoon when I started seeing the videos and um, it just messed up my day. A peaceful protester has been tear gas, been attacked by, uh, you know, thugs allegedly loyal to the governor of Kaduna State. Now, we saw these videos, and uh, it, it, just, it just boils down to the kind of leadership that we have in this country in terms of their inability to take, uh, you know, to, to, be, to be logical, to be diplomatic when it comes to having conversation. Uh, the labor has never had it this bad. I mean, you need to give a lot of sticks to the labor union also. Uh, the fact that they, they had their strength decentralized when labor, you know, the labor congress got pieces around, that's when you know that there's going to be problems. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I always say that there's no one way of doing things. And uh, there's a mafia maxim that says that option makes us kings, you know, and queens, for example. 
Uh, so for how Arafai is going about the whole situation in you know uh, Kaduna State, maybe he's a great leader, but he needs to work on uh, emotions, you know, uh, for example, and he need to show restraint. Uh, I think that courage shouldn't be confused with being stubborn or uh, just being recalcitrant, you know, for example. So I'll, I'll, I'll you know, always suggest that there's a different way of doing, you know, uh, things and you in because the goal of humans is to be happy. So uh, if you are saying, declaring Ayuba Waba, you know, wanted, Nigerians, of course, Ayuba Waba is not, you know, is a name that Nigerians know. Uh, for example, so it's it's it's, it's uh, and uh, how is going about it? You know, saying that anybody that doesn't report to work should be dismissed. I mean, I just got a report that he has uh, approved the dismissal of you know some nurses uh, in the state, and he said that you know the Kaduna State government will not tolerate criminal acts disguised as industrial mm -hmm. action, and is you know calling on you know the authorities of Kaduna State University to submit its register. Uh, attendance register, you know, to the secretary to the state government and commissioner for uh, commissioner of in education uh, that anybody who fails to come to work uh, should be, you know, um, dealt with, you know, uh, accordingly. So uh, it's very, I, I think that, you know, there should be some form of restraint and, you know, uh, thought. In as much as, I mean, he has a valid, valid argument because implanted state is a civil service, civil, you know, obviously the civil service. Uh, said, how much is the government, you know, investing? Uh, the so-called over four billionaire that they claim that they are investing in the state economy. How has it been able to, you know, uh, transform the economy to ensure that you know every facet of the economy, you know, get that uh, money? For example, so uh, these are you know serious concern. And if you look at his argument, he said, minority in Kaduna State cannot, you know, consume the uh, amount of money you know meant for the majority in Kaduna that is a very logical argument uh, but again is putting everything into perspective and saying that hey NLC come let's sit out at the round table and they are saying that look uh, the if he sacks anybody he's going to employ people uh, you know to work and I think that you know or it's just the teething problems that our society will go through now they are talking about the fourth industrial revolution which is automation uh, back in the day, if you go to banks, you know, in the time of Afri Bank, you know, Lion Bank, Bank of the North, you find the banking hall is very jam-packed. But right now, if, you know, the banking system in Nigeria has been downsized, that if you don't, if you are not a millionaire, for example, you go to withdraw, you don't have any business entering into the banking hall. Absolutely, because mm. even if it's, you know, opening an account, you can do it on your mobile phone. Mm -hmm. And so the bank is trying to reduce costs. Uh, but, you know, again, you know, we have to talk about the casualization in the banking sector because mm. uh, you can have, you know, uh, over 35 or 40 percent of your staff strength, you know, don't have health insurance, you know. They're all and, on you know, contracts. Contract basis. So uh, the NLC needs to look at, you know, all of this problem in the future when, you know, auto automation, you know, takes in force full and people don't have computer skills. I, and I'll always tell people that, look. I give the world 20 more years in this same country. There are human beings that will be absolutely useless to themselves and to society because they don't have any skills to contribute in the fourth industrial no revolution. No entrepreneurial skills. And that is, you know, what they call automation. Hmm. It's automation. You know, jobs will be uh, automated. Even, you know, the so-called big, you know, when you're growing up uh, back in the day, some years, many years ago, the, what do you want to become? Doctor, pilot. 
you know, it's this job, you know, as far as it to be like a cleaning job, you know, uh, and I'm not sorry to say that because it's the reality of our times. The people who are going to make money and control the world are the geeks, you know, the people into IT, uh, people into, uh, you know, computers and things because everything will be uh, automated. So I think that, you know, there should be some form of restraint and understanding, you know, on both sides uh, because both sides, you know, have a valid and a really reasonable argument, but there should be uh, some form of restraint. Again, our president is requesting that uh, the National Assembly approves a loan of six point one billion US dollars loan. Well, the IMF has won. Of course, the Minister of Finance will always say that we don't have a debt problem. <laughs> what we do have is a revenue problem. Okay, uh, but you know this loan. One, I mean, uh, it's uh, we're talking about two point three four three trillion naira. Well, the 2021 budget has a deficit of 5.6 trillion. And if they say deficit is this the money that they need, you know, to add up, you know, the shortfall. I don't know how to interpret it, you know, in the layman's language so that, you know, people uh, will understand. Is the money that they are waiting is not yet complete. So deficit is like a shortfall. Okay, I'm still using the same word. Uh, but okay, that's the best that I can. The federal government as well, you know, deeply turned into the pension fund in this country, you know, and there are fears that, you know, uh, because pension fund is contributory, you know, how many percent interest will the federal government return the money to uh, the pension fund, for example, and why should the government even have a say? I mean, Otto von, you know, uh, uh, von Bismarck, you know, the person who started this pension scheme, you know, he's saying that, look, if you are young, the, you, you work for the state, and if you're old, the state should take care of you. He was the father of, you know, pension. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, the best way Go I don't think that government should have anything to do with pensions. I, I do not. That is my personal uh, opinion. But I don't think that the government should have any control on pension money. They should be allowed, you know, to commercial banks uh, and, and things like that. Well, um, lot of stories. Uh, let's play this insert from the governor of Sokoto State, Aminu Waziri Tamwal. We'll have our guest via phone. Uh, we're going to ask, ask him about the Asaba declaration and some, um, you know, sundry issues uh, therein. Stay here. Meeting call, Mr. President, the Chief Executive Officer of Nigeria, Commander in Chief of Nigerian Armed Forces to immediately send an executive bill to the National Assembly to amend the Nigerian Constitution to devolve more powers to the states with respect to security arrangements culminating in some form of state policy and general security architecture. In the interim, Mr. President should summon an immediate meeting of the Nigerian Police Council, which comprises Mr. President and all state governors and other critical stakeholders to evolve and implement strategies combat present threats to our nation, especially with respect to policing. The reason I think that the police force remains appropriate decision to secure our democracy and should not be subjected to personal attacks. The welfare, training, equipment, including funding of all security agencies should be given priority. The need some support earlier for the shoot taking by the Nigerian Governor's Forum, Northern Governor's Forum, and recently by the Southern Governor's Forum to adopt ranching as the most viable solution to the hardest farmers clash in Nigeria. The structuring of the Nigerian Federation to devolve more powers and functions to the states 
and forms for various civil institutions to achieve efficiency and equity for all sections of Nigeria. Well, that's uh, Governor of uh, Sokoto State there, uh, Governor uh, Wazir Aminu Tambual. Um, the PDP governors, you know, met and, you know, he was given the position of the uh, opposition governors. I recall that uh, governors of the southern states, 17 of them met in Asaba, uh, the famous, you know, Asaba declaration where they said that the federal government should ban open grazing and sundry issues. So we have, you know, we're going to be asking our guests via phone. Uh, our, our guest is a title man. His name is uh, His Royal Majesty A.Z. Felix E. Otuaripo, Ph.D. Uh, he's the A.Z. Gokpata, the third of Opata Kingdom in River State. We're going to ask him uh, the issues and, you know, more, uh, especially as it relates to, you know, uh, the Asaba Declaration. Well, um I was saying the news today, and maybe we forgot to mention it that the Nigerian Immigration Service had, uh, you know, instructed the, uh, you know, all the chapters to stop issuance of passports uh, till probably the end of May, uh, because in the last three months we've had no booklets, no booklet, and mm. another of the windfall is here: the Borilut 4.2 million pounds has been paid into the account of the federal government of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. I hope the looted money will not be relooted. Uh, probably would not have to deal with a looter continuer. Uh, but in all of this, uh, you know, chaos, in all of these, uh, you know, issues up and down, I just hope the Cardinal State Government would find a need. For uh, you know, to come to the round table to have a logical conversation. The truth is this you can't fight the people that you are elected to govern. You can't you can't raise hostility, you can't build a, a, a wall of uh, you know defense around yourself and not even want to listen to people. Even if people are protesting, it's the right of the people to protest. You don't have any right whatsoever to disperse them with with uh, maybe, maybe rubber or water or uh, you know, tear gas, as we saw in the video. Uh, it, it, it's just it's just uh, where we find ourselves. There should be, there should be it's a problem. Human face the, the answers protest, you know, people were badly picked up, accounts were frozen, all of these problems popped up. Look at what is happening in Cardinal State again, in the midst of this chaos. I mean, it's 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 worrying. It bothers me so much, especially when you a governor that claimed to be a comrade, a governor that you know used his position to us. Okay, I think we have our guest on the line already. Yeah, we have our guest, uh, uh, His Royal Majesty Eze uh, 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 Felix Otuaripo of Upata Kingdom. Uh, good evening, uh, His Royal Majesty, and thank you for joining us, sir. Good evening. Just people. Yeah. J-Town. Yeah, J-Town. Well, uh, well, yeah, well, we miss you in Joss, but uh, we hope that uh, the new role and, of course, royalty is treating you well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so talk to us. Let's start with, you know, Kaduna State. By the way, I have my colleague in the studio. His name is Okwemi Akinyode. At intervals, he's going to throw you uh, his own questions as well. So uh, be expectant, please. Thank you. Okay. So, I mean, when you read the news about Kaduna State, what, what comes to your mind, Asa? Uh, Kaduna, what is happening in Kaduna is a reflection of uh, the decay in the Nigerian system. It's not peculiar to Kaduna State. You know, when the foundation is weak, there's nothing the builders can do. The foundation of our democracy is very, very weak. 
and we need to go back to the drawing board to correct what was wrong. Okay, well, uh, about uh, we learned that we're just bringing ISA breakers to the conversation. Uh, talk to us about the security me uh, measures put in by the governor of River State, uh, Barista Nyesom Wike, to forestall any breakdown of law and order in River State. Uh, uh, the media reported that one policeman was, you know, killed, and you know, some public properties was uh, vandalized, were vandalized, and he, uh, you know, ordered that a curfew should be in place, you know, to forestall any break down how has that been going in in river state since you're on ground sir the governor of river state uh, is a very very proactive uh, governor uh, not for the steps he took i think uh, the state would have been in a, a very very serious uh, security situation you know and um, we are as a people uh, nobody is comfortable with what is happening across the country, security-wise. Mm. You know, and I, I, I believe uh, if other governors will take the steps, uh, Governor Wike is taking in River State, a lot of uh, gains will be made in uh, resolving security issues across the country. Okay, talk to us about the famous, you know, Asaba declaration where governors of the 17 southern states, uh, in the late 90s, you know, there was this Kayama declaration where, you know, oil producing communities came together, uh, you know, to declare that, look, you know, they deserve better, especially uh, from government at the center. And right now, governors of the southern part of the country, 17 of them met in Asaba to say that, look, we are banning open grazing. And of course, you saw the reaction from Mieti Allah, who, uh, uh, they said that uh, the president, even calling our president a figurehead, that he, uh, he has lost political will, you know, to address the issue. And they are calling on cattle rearers, you know, in the southern part of the country to migrate, you know, up north. Talk to us about, you know, the issues. I think the, the issue is uh, beyond uh, the, uh, let's, let's even, uh, you raised several issues, uh, the Kayama Declaration, the yeah. Asaba Declaration. Yeah. And uh, the the BSTLA decision to pull us from the south, you know. Mm. Uh, let me take it from the Kaima Declaration. Uh, the Kaima Declaration and Asaba Declaration, there are no serious fundamental difference. I say that because uh, if Nigeria were practicing uh, true federalism, a first declaration wouldn't be necessary. You know, but where successively we are practicing a very fraudulent type of federalism, don't expect anything good to come out of it. And so, <laughs> we, we should, like I said earlier, we should go back to the basics. We cannot continue to operate a constitution that is handed over to us by the military. The lion cannot be a good shepherd. Hmm. There is no way the military institution can midwife and give democracy to a nation. It's not possible. And so, so long we keep deceiving ourselves that we have democracy, you know, we'll keep running into this kind of problem. You know, look at the provisions of the Constitution. There are sections that talk about indigenship. In 21st century, we are talking about indigenship. You know, in 21st century, we are talking of quota system and, uh, quota system and uh, federal character. In 21st century, it is quite unfortunate. 
there is no sector of the economy where competence is the basis for attaining either a political position or even a public service uh, position. Nothing is based on competence. We keep looking at a very defensive constitution that will take us nowhere. And so Nigeria needs to go back to the basics. And going back to the basics is to agree. All sections of Nigeria should agree to implement a people-based constitution. A constitution that will be enacted by the people, not handed to us by the military. And so when you talk of restructuring, what are we restructuring? We don't even have a constitution in the true sense of it. And so in the absence of a people-oriented constitution, no matter the level of restructuring you carry out, we still run into the same problem. So uh, I will not force those who are advocating for restructuring, but they should look beyond restructuring. The basic fact is the absence of a people oriented constitution. We don't have it. Until we have it, people will continue to agitate for one thing or the other. Before we move... And coming to the issue, coming to the issue okay, of... Okay, uh, about declaration, yeah. Allah asking yeah. Uh, cattle breeders to leave the South. I don't think that is uh, uh, necessary at this uh, point in our history. You know? Um, the constitution we are implementing, no matter how defective it is, guarantees right to freedom of movement. And beyond the issue of uh, guarantee, guaranteeing the uh, right to freedom of movement, we expect that as practiced all over the as, you know, civilized nations, if you are a cattle breeder, you acquire land. When you acquire land, you domesticate your, your cattle in your land, fenced, so that those cattle will not cause you know, uh, a, a lot of uh, damage to other people's uh, crops and all those things. But in Nigeria, we allow cattle to be moving around freely, destroying things, and raising Are there no better ways we can rear cattle in this country? Can't we adopt what is happening in other countries? So, so we, we look deeply into these issues support the idea of uh, asking cattle breeders to leave the south. What for? Okay. Are they in essence saying that uh, there are no more Nigerians or what? You know, we are one country, we are one one nation and we will continue to be one nation. God has put us together in this country. America has more diversity than Nigeria and they are living together in peace. Hmm. Nigeria should learn how to, you know, our diversity and move on as a nation. Okay. Well, talk to us about the Asaba, uh, the Asaba Declaration and the contending issues. Will you say that was a right step by governors of the 17 uh, northern, uh, southern state, I beg your pardon? You know, those, those in position as governors have a lot of information at their disposal that we don't have. There are so much reports that get to them hourly and daily. And so whatever decision they arrive at in Asaba may have been based on the information available to them in their position as governors. And so as a traditional law, I won't be in a position to force the decision, uh, the, the declaration they made because I was not part of the meeting. Mm-hmm. 
And so I can only base my uh, discussion on Nigeria, what we read in the newspapers or what on the screen, you know. But I believe the, the decision is based on the information available to them as governors. Okay. Well, Okpaemi is going to take you on, uh, you know, uh, his round of uh, questioning. Uh, so, yeah, Okpaemi. Uh, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you. Okay. Um, let's now. You, you made in your, you know, conversation. Uh, you made mention of, uh, you know, we having to find a way to bring business into the act of cattle ranching. I've always said that, you know, cattle rearing is a business and cattle rearing should be treated in a business way. But in the last few years, we've had so much issues when it comes to security challenges. And it looks like regions are beginning to look at self-help. Uh, the Amotekun in the southwest, uh, the eastern security network in the east, uh, you know, maybe within the, uh, the middle belt or this region also, people trying to come up with a security and network just to protect their people. Is it safe to say at this point, uh, your, your Highness, that the central security system in this country has failed and is that time we look into you know community policing are you do you also subscribe to that school of thoughts as a matter of fact uh, my understanding of cattle rearing in this country having spent uh, you know i have never at any time seen any cattle rearer with it I've never seen. And so if some persons are disguising as cattle rearers and uh, carrying AK-47 moving into communities, then the security agencies should ask themselves certain questions. If they actually deserve the uniform they are wearing or deserve the pay they are receiving at the end of every... You know, the, the security system should be able to... Dissidents that are entering into this nation that are moving around freely with sophisticated weapons in our forest. The, the, the defense budget. These defense budgets will be able to procure equipment that will monitor and understand what is happening in all the forests in Nigeria. To know who is a recaturera and who is a bandit. But to the extent that the security services cannot Assuming they have access to this information and they are doing nothing about the security situation, then of course uh, there's, there's no other way to say that uh, to conclude that they are failure. You know, so the the the, 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 the the whole thing rests on the kind of security system we have in this country. They should live up to their responsibility and defend and protect the average Nigerian from harm. Okay, um, uh, Your Highness, let's also look into the issue of, you know, regional security warlords uh, in the southwest, uh, the Sunday Buhu, you know, raising talks, talking tough, you know, raising the idea of the Yoruba nation. In the southeast also, there's the IPOP, even though it's been proscribed. In Amdekan is still talking. In the south, in the north, everywhere. Now, in all of this conversation, uh, it looks like Sheikh Gomi is enjoying some form of leverage. The fact that he can come out to give statements, be a middleman, negotiate between the government and bandits. He also recently gave a statement that 80% of the bandits are ready to negotiate with the government. And the 20 
be saying that I'm not ready are the ones, you know, carrying out this pocket of issues everywhere. Is it justifiable at this point for the government of this country to negotiate with these bandits? Or perhaps uh, we should also tow the road of, you know, showing superiority in terms of the sovereignty of this country. Because it says that you cannot have a government within a government. As, as a matter of fact, uh, it is still an ideology. And so if you deploy to suppress an ideology, it cannot work. If you proscribe IPOP or proscribe uh, the Sunday Host Group or Mietiala uh, or whatever, you cannot remove the ideology behind them. So Shegumi's uh, idea of negotiation, you know, it's one way of resolving some of these time, you know, attacks by uh, rather peace or whatever name they are called. So because uh, if those charged with the responsibility to track this person, arrest and prosecute them have failed. And we have no option but to go into those kind of negotiations, at least, if not for anything, to this person and destroy the ideology behind their movement. I think that's the line uh, Chef Gumi is going because of, uh, you know, rescuing kidnapped victims. If he has not done it, I urge him to take a step further to de-radicalize these persons, these uh, persons he has gotten in touch with, and of course change their. If he can succeed in doing that, in the next few months, this bandit will not be a thing of the past. And then for a different uh, separate, you know, springing up all over the country. Of course, you know that that's uh, one of the symptoms of a failed state. If the leadership of this country do not understand that we are heading towards a failed state, they should begin to adjust and understand that basic fact that a lot of things are wrong and they need to you know, adjust their style of leadership so that this country can move forward. Okay, um, Johannes, before we go to the phone lines now, I want to quickly ask this question as well. Uh, what do you think should be the priority of the government of this country right now? It looks like, uh, you know, we are looking for solutions to too many problems at the same time. We have challenges in security. We are dealing with uh, the economy. Uh, it, it doesn't even look like we are, we are solid enough after coming out of the recess. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are also looking at future food shortage. And all of this can still be linked to, uh, you know, insecurity. Farmers can't go to the farms again. Uh, the Anchor Boras program last year in, in some states in the north, I mean, there was flood and all the farmers lost their crops. They can't even pay back the loans, not stock of collecting another one. So it looks like the government is doing so many things at the same time. Your Highness, what do you think should be the priority of the federal government of this country right now? Do not actually translate to, to lifting the, the burden of the people. You know, the, it's not the business of government to be sharing money to people. That's mm. not government business. It's the business of people to equip the people. Human capital development. Mm. We 
when you develop the human capital of Nigerians and create an enable for them to operate, every citizen will set up more businesses and they will live a better life. We can the government cannot continue to spoon feed Nigerians. To the extent that we keep dishing out handouts to Nigerians, we are destroying this nation. So, so far as I'm concerned, it doesn't make any sense. Those are palliatives that cannot go far. Look at Japan. Japan has no mineral resource that you can point at that this is a the, 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 the kind of mineral resources we have in, in Japan. What are the mineral resources in Israel? So many countries have no mineral resources that power the economy. Succeeded in developing their human resources. And those human resources are the ones driving the economy. Nigeria cannot grow, cannot make substantial progress until we stop this idea of handing out, you know, bailouts, giving out a lot of palliatives. And at a point, Nigerians have gotten used to that mentality that government will always give them such bailouts, such palliatives to survive. And when you refuse to give, there will be problems. Look at the nation. All the textile industries have virtually closed down. Come, this tire uh, manufacturing mm, Michelin. has closed down. Mm. The, car, the car plants, car manufacturing plants have closed down. A lot of things are wrong with this nation. Also, we need to go back to develop our human capital of the same. We need to revive our economy. It's human beings that will revive the economy. Not 10, 10,000, 20,000 they are giving to unemployed budget. No. That cannot develop this country. We must go back to the basics and develop our human capital. That's the way forward. Okay. Well, in case you just tune in, we've been uh, discussing, having conversation with uh, His Royal Majesty Eze Felix E. Otuaripo uh, as a PhD holder. is the Eze Igbo uh, of the third of Okpata Kingdom in River State. And we're just plethora of issues uh, we've uh, been discussing with uh, His Royal Majesty. So uh, you can join the conversation. He's joining us live via uh, phone. So you can uh, call in to ask your question and, of course, make comment. Uh, so His Royal Majesty, we're, you know, t- taking phone calls right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just hold on the line. Uh, we're going to, yeah. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. What's up? Good evening. Thank you for calling. Talk to us, okay, please. Good evening. I greet your guest. Yeah, well, go ahead, sir. It's Pastor Eric. I'm calling from the FU. We're listening, Pastor Eric. The issues are very many, and uh, citizens, we are citizens, we don't know what to tell the government again. But the, the issue is that citizens of Nigeria are ready to move forward. As such, a person you have brought in your platform today is a person I know. And um, those discussions that he has about solution, if the government is listening, they would know that even the sharing of money to 10000 5000 is not what is solving the problem that the Nigerian citizens are going through. A nation where you cannot even go to your farm. You, if you see the Benue State food basket of the nation, 
this particular environment cannot go to farm. Even as we are talking today, check the report. You found out that this particular state and so many others could not go to their farms. Rent is not simple. We cannot go to our farms because of... Yeah, well, begin to wrap up your thoughts here. To me, yes, is bringing on the table. We need to be evaluated. How long has this problem of killings is going on in the northern region? And maybe such people who have come out today to well, say that they Yeah, are, well, there's the much you can take, Pastor Eric. Thank you very much. This, uh, me, please. Yeah, yeah, well, we have to give other people opportunity to make a comment as well. Thank you for understanding, yeah. Well, please, if you call, you just have one minute, you know, to make your uh, comment. 90 Or you call 90 Hello and good evening to you. We got too late. Both lines are up and running, so you can call. Uh, we have live via phone His Royal Majesty Eze Felix Otuaripo of Ukbatai Kingdom in River State. Hello. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening. Fine. Yeah, thank you for calling. Join the conversation. Tell thank us you again. very much. Okay. Mm. I'm Ellis. I'm calling from Hoshi. We're listening, sir. Thank you very much. When we talk of insecurity in the north, and a lot is being done by federal government to make the killing, abduction, kidnapping, all sorts of crime in the north. A governor is enlarging the scope of insecurity. And what I mean here is the governor of Cardinal State. I spoke two days ago. I do not mean people from Kaduna do not come to Plateau State, but I want to be clear to the Plateau State government that anybody in the service of Governor Erufai, I mean the commissioners, the DGs, the directors, should not come here to hide and spend their loot when they cannot pay their workers. What is their excuse? If Kaduna State do not have, I mean, internally generated revenue, I mean, quick states in the north, apart from Kano. They are there, I mean, fuming, terrifying with his arrogance, threatening labor. Well, time will tell. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 90 or you call 90 uh, Before we call, like I always say, turn down the volume of your radio, turn it off completely. Uh, let me take some tweets. We have, you know, quite a handful here. Uh, okay, yeah, let's start with this. Shetima Ruben is saying, end bad governance in Nigeria. Nurse Nyango Gomjohn is saying, as long as Nigeria is still the way it is, nothing like Asaba declaration. The powers of the federal government supersede any declaration. Uh, this is one of the reasons restructuring has become the only way out. But for now, it has no impact, believe me. Imani Tuwan is saying, if you are still optimistic about this country, then I'm sorry for you. Nigeria is, Nigeria is already a failed state. Southern governors are banning open grazing and we know where these people are heading next towards us. And now we don't know our stance here because our governor is silent. Namani Edwin Alexander is saying, 
The constitution of our country needs urgent amendment to accommodate the various agitation for new Nigeria. Resource control is inevitable for fiscal development for a better life for citizens. Victoria Major is saying the Asaba declaration is an affirmative signal uh, to the federal government that all is not well and the need for new Nigeria is inevitable through an holistic a holistic rather review of this structure we call One Nigeria. Bala Emanuel Lockrit is saying the Asaba declaration is just a sign that shows insecurity in the country has overwhelmed the security uh, structure. The southern governors did the right thing by banning open grazing. Doing so will protect the lives and properties of uh, the citizens. We wait for the Middle Belt governors. Helen Idoko Namani saying, Okbayami is indeed unbelievable that today Gumi has never been arrested or even invited by the DSS. This government certainly has disappointed Nigerians by the actions and inactions in fighting banditry and criminality. Linda Baturi saying, The question is, why are some people in a certain region of this country afraid of absolute restructuring? Let the implementation of Com Comfab report be done immediately to address some of the agitations for a better Nigeria. Dimas is saying, if southern governors who have taken a step to curb insecurity in their region will unite together in respect of their political differences, the day... Okay, not very clear, so I'm not going to uh, take it. Hello, good evening, thanks for calling. Good evening, thanks for calling. Okay, uh, let's go to Facebook and take some uh, comment. Yeah, facebook.com. Uh, Andrew Amos says... Uh, the controversy generated from the Asaba Declaration shows that we're not practicing through federalism. Uh, state governors need to stop going to Abuja for a headache, else they've not seen anything yet. Uh, Zephaniah Elia Davo says Nigeria is in a sorry state. Moses Yaru, Asaba Declaration becomes necessary because the southern region has been silenced and deactivated even in the face of coordinated attacks by the enemies of the region. If the government had foreseen and for one itself earlier the declaration wouldn't have been realized okay uh we elected dictators like idi amin of uganda and expect them to act like democrats that is from battery simon manasi hapsin says i think we need thorough federalism in this country if not we'll keep having controversy in our state legislatures okay may god help us uh, Saeed Aremusham Sidin said this is Nigeria. This country is in a mess. We really need to rise to the occasion with the hashtag and bad governors. That is from Ruben Shetima. Decline Ayuba Waba wanted is insanity because you, can, you can't use your position or power to oppress the poor masses. NLC have every right to fight for the workers. That is from David Danladi Lums. Comrade Dandong says, is the federal government operating according to the law of this country? Well, that's a question we need to have answers to. Imar Christopher, uh, the Asaba Declaration is a welcome development, but to what extent can it be guaranteed? Can it guarantee security in this country? Kidnapping, ritualism, thuggery, child trafficking, and sexual molestation, our drugs are staying at us in the cities, and insurgency, banditry, and terrorism are turning the rural areas to cemeteries. Nigeria is in a tumult. Unless we stop pointing, accusing fingers at one another, Another will never find peace in this country. Together, we can fix Nigeria. Ima Christopher, thank you very much. Uh, Principal Joseph Melumo says, instead of putting heads together to address some national issues raised by the southern governors, some people are putting sentiment instead of facing the reality on ground. Let Governor El Rufai humble himself. Arrogance can never solve the labor problems that is on ground. Dang Sonny says, 
Uh, my comment is on the controversy generated from the Asaba declaration. It clearly shows that Nigeria is ineffective. I think the state legislators should confine powers without the federal government's intervention. Wow. Okay, Chikasin Okokwasin says, indeed, this is Nigeria. Um... I like the show of might that is going on in Cardinal State at the moment. The toothless bulldog NLC have finally developed suit and they are ready to bite any thorough leader. They just start with Cardinal State government. The federal government and other state governments should be warned. Kudos to the NLC for waking up to their prolong from their prolonged slumber. Better late than never. With the hashtag, Cardinal State people have the right to protest. Baturi Simon again, thank you. Caleb Longo says, for the Asaba declaration to me, it is similar to that of the southern governors the two declarations are not very far from the campaign promises of this federal government since 2015 it baffles me that we are still talking about things like restructuring power devolution and all of that the pmb led administration ought to have done that even without being asked because it has already been obvious that the current system is no longer sustainable as for river state i commend governor wiki for steps he has taken so far and i pray for god's intervention in what is happening there the last one i mean lots of messages here Ponsac. As Cyprian Thomas says, uh, for you some wiki, the measures he has taken, I think it can cause controversy also. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe we should go back to the phone. Yeah, let's, the take should it, uh, let's take to it. Uh, Lada Joseph uh, Joss is saying, do you think the government don't know how to resolve this insecurity? The fact is that you can't fight yourself. Erufa is a concentrated... <laughs> okay. Uh, may God forgive them, you say. Philip Mandong is saying, we need a fresh, con a fresh constitution. We want restructuring. We want the electoral law signed. And all these issues are not bothering those in power. They have forgotten that 2023 is by the corner. Hello and good evening. We got you late. Uh, 90 uh, Let's take one more phone call, then allow the uh, our guest, distinguished, uh, distinguished guest, to uh, give his response, and then we let him go. Hello and Hello, good evening. Good evening. My name's uh, I'm calling from Abba. We're listening, sir. Thank you very much. What I want to say is this. This country is not the problem. Even the citizens are not the problem. The problem of this country are the leaders. We have the leaders that are deep and dumb. They don't even care about what is happening in this country. They don't even care about the, 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 the livelihood of the citizens. I still believe and I'm still optimistic in this country. We have the right people in the right places. The whole good days will come back. That's my contribution. Thank you. Israel Majesty, uh, please give your response to uh, what you've heard from the audience. Yes. Um, the contributors, they have really raised a whole lot of issues that was on uh, our march to national greatness. But one thing there that is very clear is the leadership recruitment process. We cannot have a functional system when the process is very faulty. We are making to 23 for a general election and up serious attempts to pass the uh, Electoral Amendment Act that will ensure a voting system. And uh, indirectly, in we are looking on to 2023 with an electoral system that will be characterized by thuggery, ballot snatching, and a whole lot of uh, vices. 
And in as much as we produce leaders through such processes, the nation will continue to wallow in a lot of gaps that will lead us nowhere. And again, um, one of the contributors talked about uh, true federalism. Yes, mm. he's, he's right. Mm. A multilingual, multi-ethnic system like ours without embassy. And that getting that the what Nigeria needs may not necessarily be restructuring. Some people may call it restructuring. Allow fiscal federalism. The system of governance. We cannot every month state line up in Abuja to go and share the the revenue. Uh, There's no country that practice thinking. They are not thinking. Nobody is thinking. Look. There's so much opportunities in this country. Nobody is thinking. Everybody is waiting for months end to crash. What kind of system, what kind of country is that? We cannot continue to progress as a nation. That after the NSAS protest, a lot of lessons would have been learned. Mm. But as we speak, if NSAS came, and of course we thought probably we have overcome this, but that protest at that period offered us to look into the system we are operating as a federation and correct those am- that no nothing aside from asking state governors to set up and all that. I'm not aware of to look into the issues raised by the protesters. Nothing. And we have slept over it. And so, boom, we even need to start from somewhere. In a compound report of 2014, it's not somewhere. Because you cannot ask the present government to, to convoke another country with and the kind of system we have in this country now, too much disunity. So much confusion everywhere. You can't talk of any national conference at this moment. And so we should, a committee should be set up to come up with a white paper. The 2014 conference came up with. If we have that, at least we'll, we still have about two years for the present government to redeem itself. Mm. We have to go back and look into that document. And one or two things there. You know, start from we are stagnating. The country is moving nowhere. All right, uh, His Royal Majesty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the network is, seems to be uh, disappointing us. Thank you very much, His Royal Majesty, uh, for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, well, I wish you can give your final uh, parting words to people in Jaws, but because I know Jaws is home to you. I extend uh, the greeting family and the entire Alpha to my brothers and sisters and the entire North. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you very much, His Royal Majesty. We'll spend some time soon there. Yeah, thank you. We would we'll, we'll love to have you. I mean, if you can have you live in the studio, if you're around. 
Thank you. I will make myself available. Thank right, you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, well, there you have it. Uh, the uh, His Royal Majesty, the AZ Felix E. Otoaripo, is uh, a PhD holder, is the AZ Igbo of Okpata, uh, the third of Okpata Kingdom in River State. Well, uh, there you have a really interesting conversation, you know, especially giving us perspective from what's going on in the uh, southern part of the country, especially River State, where, yes, some week has been in the news, uh, you know, for, you know, curfew and, of course, you know, security measure. Well, this is the much you can take, but, uh, well, final word. Well, um, I just feel uh, the continuous, uh, you know, uh, silence of the Plateau State Governor, most uh, so the chairman of the Northern Governors Forum, I should start to worry people. Uh, the southern governors uh, with 17 states have come up with a resolution. I think the people of these axes, this region, also need to know where the states and the region stands. I mean, uh, for a region that suffered so much more in terms of insecurity, in terms of killings, kidnappings, and damages, I think the position should be made clear. I'm, I'm really worried because the situation whereby, uh, you know, people get kidnapped in their houses. And, and in big news, uh, the investor of just a professor, uh, uh, professor, professor Mrs. Um, uh, sorry, I can't remember the name now. That was kidnapped yesterday. Uh, they've been released, and I just hope you know would not have reasons to talk about these issues again in this country. And El Rufai should remember what he did in 2010. How he held this state, this country to ransom uh, during the occupied Niger, held this country down with a lot of other people, the likes of Dino Melayes of this one, and everybody is quiet now. So I think there should be a dialogue. People should come to the table and discuss like human beings the cardinal people are not animals they can't be backing if they're not being if they're not feeling the pain well this is the much you can take on the show stay tuned to the new stop of the hour six o'clock my name is Ponsak Fanap. thank you very much for your time and audience have a good evening bye now thank you for listening to jfm podcast 